Hi, everyone. This is Scott from Prepare to Answer. I want to share some news with you about an exciting new resource that we've created called So Much More Than Sex. It's no secret that the subject of sex is one of the biggest concerns for young Christians today. That's why we've created So Much More Than Sex for senior teens and young adults. It's a four-part video series, complete with notes and discussion questions, that you can do with your young adults class, small group, or even on your own. The point of the series is to help you shift the narrative about sex away from seeing biblical teaching as little more than an outdated list of do's and don'ts, and replacing it with the overwhelmingly positive, life-giving, and eternally significant vision that the Bible gives for your sexually ordered body. If you want to get in on the So Much More Than Sex series, just follow the link in the episode description. And now we turn to today's episode. Following is a presentation of Prepared to Answer, a ministry devoted to seeing a new generation of Christians experience life transformation through a renewed mind by teaching them to think like Jesus. Today I want to reflect on the role that love plays in taking the message of Jesus to the world. How does love relate to our calling as those who are to give an answer in defense of the gospel? Canadian philosopher Marshall McLuhan was made famous for coining the phrase, the medium is the message. By it, he identified the seemingly indivisible relationship in human communications between messages, that which is expressed, and mediums, that by which messages are expressed. It may have been a novel idea in the 1960s, as electronic mass media was emerging, but his notion was passed down long before through the wisdom of God's word. Never was this fact more apparent than in Paul's first letter to the Corinthians in chapter 13. While most of us would recognize this as the passage that gets read at weddings, it was to the Corinthian church that Paul wrote, Those sanctified, he said, in Christ, and called to be holy. To them, Paul wanted to make clear the indivisible relationship between the gospel, that is the message, and the Christian, that is the medium. A passage worth reflecting on for all Christian living, it deserves our special attention as we consider our role in gospel witness. The first emphasis Paul makes is this, that without love, our words are meaningless. He says in chapter 13, verse 1, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Estimates are that the average English speaker has between fifteen to 20,000 words in their vocabulary, but only uses about 10% of them in daily communications. One might speculate what better communicators we'd be if we simply broadened our vocabulary. But even if we had the elocution and erudition of William F. Buckley, he was a guy who was really good with words, we'd fail to convey anything of lasting importance to the kingdom if we did not possess love. It's a simple fact of existence that I can't produce what's not in me. Jesus made this point most plain. In Luke 6.45, he said, A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. In considering our apologetic task, then, we must acknowledge the inescapable unity between the message and the messenger. If my speech doesn't flow out of a heart transformed by the love of Christ, in other words, as Paul says in Galatians 2.20, Christ now living in me, then no matter what I say, 
my words will be meaningless. By way of illustration, one might imagine encountering a native Bedouin in the desert who attempts to describe a winter in Canada like where I live. He could have been taught the facts and words to say, could have read about it in some books, but by comparing his speech to his countenance and the nonverbal cues that reveal the truth about his living experience, it would quickly become obvious that he didn't have a clue what he was talking about. We'd think him foolish to presume to know what he clearly doesn't. So too does the Christian without love look and sound to a watching world. The second point Paul makes is that without love, I am meaningless. He says in chapter 13, verse 2, If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. Our culture is obsessed with significance. Where 30 years ago, TV was populated by a small but universally recognized group of celebrities, in other words, exceptional people whose talents were worth celebrating, today the airwaves, and mostly the internet, are filled with a never-ending variety of new, fresh, and entirely forgettable people, all vying for their 15 minutes of fame. But the Christian knows that attempts to grasp the significances offered by the world are meaningless, merely, as Solomon said, a chasing after the wind. And yet it would seem that there is an equal danger for the Christian who chases after heavenly significance in a worldly way. Who hasn't listened to great Christian preachers or speakers around the world expound the treasures of God's Word and not longed for that ability themselves? And so even the revealed mysteries of God can become an enticement towards self-promotion. This was certainly the case with Simon the Sorcerer in Acts chapter 8. And yet Paul gives this halting assessment even if I manage to grasp the deep things of Scripture and gain unparalleled insight into the truth of God revealed in Christ, even if my knowledge and my understanding and faith even lead me to accomplish great and celebrated achievements, even if I become so wise that I can answer every question and silence every skeptic, if I attain to all of them, but not from love, I am nothing. What's more, I'm nothing against the only measure of significance that even matters. I am nothing to God. Paul's last point is that, without love, my greatest efforts amount to nothing. He says in verse 3, If I give all I possess to the poor, and surrender my body to the flames, but have not love, I gain nothing. Of all people, the Apostle Paul was one who could cite earthly deprivation as the hallmark of his Christian witness. Representing the gospel of Christ to the world, had cost him everything from an earthly perspective, not excluding in the end his very life, taken as it was by Roman execution. But to what end? For Paul, in order to gain everything. He says in Philippians 3.8, I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ. And so it is for the Christian. We store up for ourselves treasures in heaven, so that any loss we incur here on earth in service to Christ, we count only as gain toward attaining our ultimate reward. Without love, however, I stand to gain nothing, no matter how great my sacrifice. How could I gain anything? For without love, I will have missed the point of becoming a Christian in the first place. Christ came to rescue us from sin, which is not a neutral project. We're rescued from sin to life with God, a life characterized by the love that God possesses within his very being. Jesus, the Son of God, speaks plainly of this to his Father. In John 17, 26, he says, 
Father, I have made you known to them, that is, his disciples, and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. Conclusion The gospel of Jesus is nothing less than the truth about how God has made a way for sinners to enter into lives of unending relationship with him. It's a relationship characterized by the eternal love that has existed between the Father and the Son communicated by the Spirit. In light of this, we face the inescapable fact that without this love made manifest in our lives, we're incapable of being messengers of the gospel. How could we be? Without love, we're not even what God intends his gospel to make us. And no matter what our service, it will bear no kingdom benefits for us or for those we'd presume to share it with. Without love, we can say nothing, we are nothing, and we gain nothing. The preceding has been a part of the recording ministry of Prepared to Answer. For more resources to help you become more confident in living out and defending your faith in Jesus Christ, visit us at www.preparedtoanswer.org or on Facebook and Instagram at Prepared to Answer. Thanks for joining us, and may the Lord bless and keep you.